0: Afternoon, waiting for a rain to come you ever ask yourself because I just got off the phone with my sister when you worry about someone or something stress builds in your body you should always have positive thoughts whether whatever it is that you're stressing whether it's from a job a personal family crisis or someone is sick in the family so when I talked with her earlier she had dizziness like a sign of vertigo, dizziness, the room was spinning. Now, we've all had that before. I know I have I had that a few days ago when I was in the office. It just came on all of a sudden, but then it went away. I think because she's worried about her husband, he's going in for an operation this coming Friday. And she's a worry ward. She's negative. She always thinks the worst of people. You know, oh my God, he's not going to get better. The worst scenario. said so don't think like that. If your husband is positive, stay positive with him. Pray. Our late mother is watching over the both of you. But I said to her, if she doesn't get well, she thinks she'll be fine by tomorrow. If she doesn't get well, don't take any chances with your life. Go go see a doctor for a checkup just to play it safe. You know, people always think, oh, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. If you have a continuous issue with your health and you just all oh, brush it off, well, that's like saying you don't care what happens to you. And I'll give you a perfect example. My father, again, only cared about everybody in the family but himself. So in other words, when he was sick, he would just brush it off and would just be concerned about his wife and his daughters. Yeah, that's wonderful. But dad, your health is important too. You should take very good care of yourself. My father actually had more stress from his jobs than anything because they put stress on him. You think to yourself, stress is a killer. It can lead to heart attacks. It can lead to a whole host of illnesses. And if you have it, if it's, and I think it might be genetic, but I'm not sure I might have to do the research on that. Stress is a killer. Stress can lead to early heart attacks for both men and women. You know, if someone is putting that much stress on you, they should really learn to back off. When my father worked at the nightclub, the first time he had a heart attack, even in his late 40s, mid to late 40s, and I thought to myself, oh my God. Now, I was a little girl, and I didn't really know what was going on, but let's just say that when you put stress on someone at, in the job, or and also he was accused of something he didn't do, It leads to a whole host of other issues, health-wise. So I'm thinking to myself, you really didn't need that job. Because when he got better from the first heart attack he had, and he went back to the nightclub thinking, I still have a job, guess what? They threw him out like he was yesterday's news. That's terrible when you do that. So in other words, you didn't value your employee. You know, you were concerned about his health, but when he was ready for him to come back, and he was feeling fine to get back to work, He didn't want him anymore. I think that it's very shameful for them to do that. But you know what, he learned a valuable lesson. Family's more important, my health is more important. I don't want my family to lose me over this job. So guess what, he took it with a grain of salt, wasn't happy. But he took it with a grain of salt. He actually didn't get along with the manager either. The manager was always fighting with him and accusing him of things. And he said, you know what? It's time for me to leave now. So he spent his weekends at home creating, building. He was always doing something. Now, the second job that he had, he worked at a factory that had chemicals. I think it also might have contributed to his lung cancer, not in addition to the smoking, because he did smoke. But I also believe that All those chemicals that he inhaled caused his cancer. And this was another man that even before he had the cancer, he also had another heart attack in his 50s. And I'm like, that must run in the family. I think it might be genetic. See, we all take our health for granted. We all think, hey, we're immune. Nothing's going to happen to us. Think again. I used to think that way because everybody in my family was sick with something and ended up in the hospital. And I was lucky enough that I didn't have that until... Many years later, after my father passed, I ended up having breast cancer. I talk about breast cancer freely now because back then, a part of me still didn't believe I had it. when I look at the scar that I have, my battle scar, yes, I did have it. And I'm able to talk about it with all of you. Cancer is just a scary word all of, all of a sudden. Oh my God, we're going to die. No. Cancer right now, if you have it now in the 21st century, as opposed to the 20th century, you have a better chance at life. There is always new medication, new technology. Everything is new. My father had cancer in the 20th century, did not even have a shot at anything, anything where he would get a second chance at life. He had chemotherapy and the radiation, but again, his was a death sentence because the cancer had spread, not only to his lungs, all over. Again, I blame the doctors. And again, I I think that if they would have caught it earlier, he would be alive today. But unfortunately, we can't go back and undo what was done. So I got to learn to move on from that. When you ask me, what what is the one thing you remember about cancer? Well, there are two things. Not being able to move around and not being able to enjoy food. Imagine you're at a party. You're invited to a party and there's all this delicious food on the table. You can't taste anything. You try without showing that, you you know, it's bothering you. You try. You try to make the best performance of your life. But you know, deep down inside, people are like, oh my God, she's not eating. I can't eat anything because I can't taste anything. When you lose your sense of taste and smell, then what's there to enjoy? I lost a lot of weight. My ex-friend came to see me in the hospital. She said to me, you look like a skeleton. Well, when you have drugs and you got all these side effects and you had to be put on a special diet and you just couldn't get anything down, what's the point? Again, my quality of life just dramatically changed. At the tender age of 35, I couldn't enjoy life at all. I thought to myself, is this going to be forever? my mother had said to me, no, it's not. This is temporary. The drugs that they're giving you is fighting off all that poison that's in your body and getting rid of the cancer. But at about another year or two years, you're going to be back to the way you were. I said, I can't wait for that moment. But see, I was worried in a sense, and I didn't really let my emotions and feelings come out to my family. I kept it to myself. I kept seeing a scenario of how it was going to be. I kept saying to myself, maybe it's time for me to just quit or just leave this earth. What do I have to live for anyway? I didn't have a really great foundation for my life to stand on. And then my mother had said, no, I don't want you to ever talk like that. God wants to keep you on this earth for a long time. You have a reason to be here. You have a special place in this part of the world or in any part of the world for that matter. My thinking is this stress, illness, any type of illness that you didn't have before, and you're not sure what it is, all of you out there, go get go get it treated. Get checkup, get a peace of mind. And if you cannot do it for yourself, do it for the people in your life, your loved ones, your family, whoever is in your life, do it for them. Let them have peace of mind. Let them not worry. My father, again, did not care about his own health, he cared about others. He cared when my mother got sick, when my sister was in that bad car accident. He he was just and when I was sick too. I had my host of ear infections when I was a little girl. I had stomach aches. I was very sensitive, you know. My stomach was very sensitive. I have to be careful what I put in my stomach, otherwise I'll have a really bad reaction. Now, again, I was also a picky eater and there's nothing wrong with that. But My father had ulcer, my father had heart attacks, my father had everything and survived it. Cancer was the one that he couldn't even survive. It was too much for him, it was taking a toll on his body. Now I will tell all of you, cancer is not, cancer again, it can be cured if caught earlier. And there are a lot of the cancers out there that have all these advanced treatments. They have all of this advanced technology. And you think to yourself, if I had it 20 years ago, 30 years ago, I'll tell you right now, it would have been a lot different. I wouldn't be here. They wouldn't be able to save my life. But because I had it in the 21st century, I did have a second chance. And my life was spared. You never put the health of someone you love in jeopardy. Whether it's somebody, you know, like your, your husband, your wife, your, your children, your, your parents, whoever's in your life. Think about their needs, you know? And I'm thinking about my sister, because now her husband's going in for the surgery. She's worried. She's thinking the worst case scenario. Don't. The reason why? Well, July 8th is both a celebratory, but also a painful time. Well, my sister's birthday is July 8th, but it's also the anniversary of my mother's death. My mother passed away on my sister's birthday and it's painful, she's been gone for six years. But I know that she's watching from up above, praying and praying that her son-in-law will recover and get better, and she's helping her daughter go through this. Because I told her, I said, you have to be positive. I think the reason why you're not feeling well is you're thinking way ahead. Everything's gonna be fine. We always think that bad luck is gonna happen to us. It could, but if you have that mentality all the time, you're never going to get through life. And everybody's afraid of getting sick. Well, take very good care of yourself. Go see your doctor once a year. Get that physical checkup. Make sure everything's okay. And whatever it is that you find can be treated. But if you wait too long, if you wait too long, then it's too late. And you're going to beat yourself up and say, why didn't I just listen to my body when, when I was going through this pain, whatever it was I had, I could have just taken myself in and got myself treated. See, I'm afraid of doctors. I've been through it once before with my cancer. And I thought to myself, I don't want to go through this again. Now, knock on wood, I, still, I, I feel fine, 17 years survivor. But I will tell all of you, do not take your health for granted. You know a lot of people are just afraid of doctors. Hey, I don't like doctors. I just don't like how they sugarcoat everything. They can't tell you what you have in clear English. Everything is doctor speak. Now, how are we supposed to decipher what a doctor is saying? Or they write out a prescription for you to get this filled at the pharmacy. And you're like, what is this? But a pharmacist knows because they're trained, right? But you're like, I don't wanna put any type of pain medication or any type of of, of medication in my body. I I don't know how my body's gonna react. But when I had cancer, yes, my body reacted very poorly. I had all of these side effects that you would not believe. I was tired, I I couldn't eat anything. I had aches and pains all over my body. It's just my quality of life had changed significantly. The one person who took care of me when I was very sick was my mother. My mother, god rest her soul took very good care of me she made sure i ate she made sure i take my medication she comforted me when i was in pain she sat and watched me as i slept because there were times when i had so much pain i couldn't even get comfortable and i can see that she had the tears she goes praying to god please 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 make him better make her better please i don't want to lose my daughter You know, she lost the love of her life many years before. She doesn't want to go through that again. It's not right. It's not fair. But again, I didn't even go outside. I was holed up in a room with the shades down, just kind of watching my life pass before me. And I thought to myself, am I going to get through this? Yes, I am. By the grace of God, I will get through it. You say a prayer to someone who's sick, The power of your voice, the power of your touch is a healer. Do you understand what I'm saying? The power of your voice, the power of touch is a healer. A healer. What do I mean by that? I'm not saying you're a doctor or a miracle worker. No. The power of your voice. Her voice and then her touch helped me get better. She was soothing. She comforted me. She took the pain away. I didn't even think about the pain that was in me. I didn't. But I was sad. I looked out the window, I saw people having a normal time. They were out having, enjoying each other's company. They were in the sunshine. They were doing the things that we take for granted. To all the people who are sick in the hospital, don't ever give up on your life. Your life is precious. You deserve to be in this part. You deserve to be in this world because God will be watching out over you. After all, we're his children. And he wants to make sure we are well taken care of and that we are taking care of ourselves. We don't put ourselves in jeopardy. We don't put our health at risk. I like to think I could be the caregiver to the people who are in the hospital going through the illness. There are a lot of people that wanna give up. Why? Why would you wanna give up? You could do so much in your lifetime. When you recover from an illness, you're gonna feel, hey, I did something. It was hard in the beginning. I went through hell, but look at me now. Now, my colleague at work saying, well, why don't we get together and do like one of those Susan G. Coleman walks? We'll all sponsor you. We'll all walk with you. It's not a bad idea, but I thought to myself, I don't know. I haven't done it for so long. And if I start to do it now, it's like, well, why didn't you do it 17 years ago? Because 17 years ago, I was trying to not think about the fact that I had cancer. I was trying to erase it from my memory. But I will tell you one thing. I'm not ashamed of even having the illness. A lot of people are ashamed of having an illness like that, but why? It, you didn't do it on purpose. Again, we all have cancer cells in our body. We could take very good care of ourselves, we could exercise, we could eat the right foods, we could we can do the things that you know, to keep us from getting sick. But at some point down in your life, whether it's yourself or someone in your family, someone will get sick. And it's up to you to make sure that they're comfortable. You know, be there for them, support them. Think positive thoughts, don't be negative. Don't think, oh my God, something bad's gonna happen. Oh, oh, we're gonna die. Now, don't put that type of fear in a person who's battling an illness because that's what they're gonna be thinking about. Am I gonna die? Again, cancer is treatable. Can't Some cancers can be treated. If you have terminal cancer, I also think that yes, you do have a chance at life. It may not be the same as a person like myself who had breast cancer and survived it, but again, I pay tribute to the one young woman who battled kidney cancer last year. And when I think about the struggles she went through and how she just came out to the world and shared her story, I was just inspired by her, but she was so young. She was 30 years old when she passed away. She had a long life left to live, but unfortunately she took us through a timeline. She took us through down a trip down where she was going through her illness every step of the way it's kind of like a a video diary of what she was going through and she was brave enough to show it to social media the name I'm referring to is Haley Maggie if I had ever in my lifetime known her before I would want to really get to know her sit down with her let's talk about it I would be one of the people that would be supportive and say hey look look at me I got through it. Now, again, her cancer was different, but a lot of the times people think when you have terminal cancer, you don't have a shot at life. You do. Doctors put fear in patients and will tell you the horrible news. You have six months to live you have less than three months. Don't do that to someone. I, I've actually been around people and I've known someone who's had terminal cancer and they've lived past what the, what the doctor had said they were gonna live. Because sometimes doctors can be wrong, you know? They just want to put that fear in you. When people asked me when the time I was going through my stage three metastatic, because at the time they thought, oh my God, it got into my lungs. They asked me, are you afraid to die? No. If it's my time, it's my time. Can't fight it. We're all going to go one day. The question is when. Now, the only person who knows that is God himself, the man upstairs. But I think he took pity upon me and said, hey, look, she's too young to go. And my mother had pleaded with my mother. was a religious woman. Go to church, say a prayer, light a candle. She did it. She talked to God. God made me walk out a second chance. I thank my late mother for bringing me back to life, for nursing me, for taking care of me, for making me say, hey, you have a purpose in this lifetime. You have a place in this world like we all do. You know, I can actually share my thoughts down with you through a manuscript. I can also share my thoughts down with you In addition to this podcast, through a video perspective, I would like you to see me with all the raw emotion that I had. I actually wrote down, I started to write down a journal many years ago of the experiences that I went through because they said if you talk about it and you write about it, it's like you're not ashamed. You're able to express what you were feeling at the time and what you went through. And you can easily share it with other people who are going through something similar. To all of you people out there who are battling cancer, I'm telling you right now, don't give up. Don't give up to the disease. You, yourself, are the warriors that have to beat cancer, who's the enemy, the villain. Think of it in that way. Was one of my LinkedIn contacts that you are a true Wonder Woman? Maybe. But I don't consider myself a superhero. I do consider myself a woman who's compassionate towards people who are going through or know of someone who is going through. When you see someone laying there with tubes sticking out of them or they're going through some type of pain, be positive. Show off that positive vibe. Heal with the power of your voice, the power of touch. You know, that's important. Healing is giving. Healing is caring. Healing is life, healing, the power of your voice, the power of your touch. People should be able to touch good, not bad. There are good touches and there are not so good touches. We don't want to dwell on the not so good touches. So let's not dwell on that. Let's dwell on the healing, the healing of your voice. If someone tells me, I've been through to the doctors and i and I've gone through my treatments, and I feel like giving up no you don't give up ever. you continue on fighting you don't let cancer take over you when you let cancer take you you're becoming hostage to cancer. Cancer will be quote the kidnapper, the abductor, and you're its hostage victim no. There are no victims to cancer. We are fighters, we are warriors. Stand up to cancer. Stand up to humanity. Stand up, do you understand? Stand up and be strong. Don't let a disease take you before your time. You're not ready to go. A lot of people think that I can't make it in this world. Look at my quality of life, what? I'm a perfect example of what my quality of life went through. I don't remember being 35 and 36. It took me a year and a half to physically get better. And when I finally got better? I'll tell you one thing I did not like. Thinking I had a job that I can go back to and finding out that they decided to give that job to someone else, they felt that I couldn't do what I was expected of. Me. That was a slap in the face. I say to you, anybody who had an illness and is alive today, congratulations. But I also pay condolences to the people who lost their life with cancer. There was one in particular that my LinkedIn contact always had referred me with. I didn't know him personally, but I've read his biography. I've watched his movies. He went through it and didn't tell anybody except as a media family, what he was going through. The person who I'm talking about is Chadwick. Chadwick Boseman, he died too young, 43 at the age, age of 43 of colon cancer. His anniversary of his death is on the day that my father's birthday would have been, August 28th. Isn't that a coincidence? See, everything is coincidental. I also told my, one of my LinkedIn contacts too, and I never even mentioned it, but I'm gonna mention it now. My father passed away at 63, and I was given a clean bill of health, but the only difference is when my po- my father passed away at 63, let's reverse the numbers, 3663, what does this number mean? It's so coincidental, right? It's that I had had a year of my life taken from the illness, but I never gave up, I had my mother. Florence Nightingale, I call her, because she was a nurse, a caregiver, a nurturer, someone who believed, someone who prayed for a miracle. A miracle happened when I got completely well and that tumor disappeared from my body. There was celebration, there was life again, a rebirth. It was like I was born again. I'm saying I'm born again, Christian, that's not what I'm saying. But I felt like my life was given back to me after having to deal with cancer. Cancer affects not just you, the person, it affects everybody in your family. Now, they're not going to go through the symptoms with you. That's on you. But they are going to rally around for your well-being, for your support. Your cheering section. You know, Everybody needs to have that positive vibe. Somebody who's going to be there supporting you and helping you through it and not letting you down and taking care of you. At one time, I did not want my mother... To hover over me I wanted to see if I could stand on my own two feet but the drugs themselves made me so weak I couldn't stand up and I couldn't even enjoy life couldn't enjoy food and the company of others I was constant pain and she felt for me she felt the pain of mine when she went to church and she prayed to God please please let a miracle happen See, I believe in miracles and I also believe in the power of touch, the power of your voice. Because the power of your voice and the power of touch are healers. They're healing. Heal me from the pain. Heal me from the suffering. Heal me. So I'm just going to give you this one word. Healing. Healing is the best medicine that anybody could have. Is Healing. And I'm not talking about a soothsayer, seer, one of those people with magic potions. No, I'm talking about the power of your voice, the power of touch. Those are the two that will get you through the illness. Now you may think, what are you talking about? Trust me, I have been there back in the day. I didn't believe it at first, but I believe it now. You also have God on your side. If you pray to God if you say please heal me make me well make me the woman I was before although now when I think of it I'm not the woman I was before I'm a woman who came out of it alive and well 17 years knock on wood breast cancer survivor survivor of life life, survivor so God bless all of you remember healing healing power of your voice, the power of touch are the two healers in any type of illness, but especially cancer. God bless all of you. Have a great weekend, a beautiful 4th of July. Stay strong, stay focused, stay positive, stay alive. Take care.